everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather. I'm a compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here with you. Really trying to hide myself view and it really keeps showing it to me. So I guess that's I'm just going to have to practice letting that go. Um, but yeah, so welcome, everyone. Welcome, if especially if you're new or returning. Um, and thank you to everyone doing service on this meeting. Um, I'm just going to tell you how I learned that I needed sponsorship, uh, which was a lot of like trial and error. And, you know, I don't wish other people go through the trial and error I went through, but I also feel like I had a I had to uh, exhaust my own self-will before I was willing to get a sponsor. So uh, I came into OA in 2004 and moved to San Francisco later that year. And um, I had started going to OA meetings um, like several eight months maybe before I moved to San Francisco. I did not have a sponsor. I went to one meeting a week and listened to people and shared about like the things from my childhood that I thought made me a compulsive overeater. And nobody told me to, you know, get it together and realize that I was 30 years old and I should probably stop, you know, take responsibility for my adult life. Um, so I'm really great, grateful for that. People just told me to keep coming back. So I'll tell you all, keep coming back. Um, <clears throat> and, um, so yeah, I came in and I've been on all the diets, you know, and so I really, I knew that people in OA, this was my experience. I knew that people in OA didn't generally didn't eat sugar. Um, so I just, just stopped eating sugar <laughs> and I was on a diet and I was counting calories and I, when I went to meetings and they talked about sponsorship and that you were supposed to report your food to someone, I was like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, because it reminded me too much of all the diets I'd been on in my life and all the like monitoring of my weight that went on in my family. And, um, and so I didn't get a sponsor for a while. I went to meetings. I, I moved to San Francisco and was unemployed. And so I like went to meetings all over the city and, um, learn the different neighborhoods by going to meetings. And I didn't get a sponsor until I had been abstinent for like eight months, all purely on self-will. And a lot of people on this meeting maybe know this, but uh, a month after I came into my first OA meeting, my dad went into the hospital with congestive heart failure and he was 515 pounds and he's one of us and he died of this disease. And um, so I know what in-stage compulsive overeating looked like, but it still didn't make me willing to get a sponsor right away. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I will do it by myself. And I was able to stay abstinent, like dry or whatever, uh, for eight months. And then I started slipping and I couldn't maintain it on my own. And it was really like a step one moment for me to realize that watching my dad almost die and knowing that I was going to be, that that was going to be me didn't stop me. Like it couldn't permanently stop me from being a compulsive overeater. And that's when uh, a switch flipped and I decided I was going to get a sponsor. 
and I was going to do it perfect. And I was going to, you know, and, um, and I kept choosing sponsors. And the reason I got a sponsor was because I was scared. I mean, that's why I needed a sponsor. I don't know if that's the answer for everyone, but I needed a sponsor because I was scared. I didn't want to go out again and I didn't want to end up in a hospital. You know, my dad almost died when I was a kid because of this disease. He almost died another time when I was in grad school. And then he went to the hospital with congestive heart failure and he eventually died in 2019 you know, an active compulsive overeater. And I do know he did the best that he could. It just wasn't enough. And I was terrified it wouldn't be enough for me. And it wasn't enough at first. And so I was a good student relatively. And um, so I switched, a, I flipped a switch and I decided to try to do it perfectly. So when they said like, write your food down the night before, I wrote my food down the night before. Uh, when they said, call my sponsor, I called my sponsor. It, it felt to me like I got desperate enough to get a sponsor, but it was one thing to have a sponsor and report my food. It was another thing to do step work with a sponsor. It was hard enough to tell people my food because, you know, I felt like I was taking all my clothes off in front of them and saying, huh, <laughs> you know, and um, I, uh, but I've dieted. I know how to diet and I know how to be a good girl with diets. And so I could do that part. Um, the harder part was doing step work, even though I'd had this experience of step one. So the reason I stayed having sponsors and I kept choosing sponsors at first who were on their way out of the program. And I don't know why. I mean, my first sponsor, I just stopped working with her. I didn't even tell her. I mean, that's how I knew how to do relationships. I just left and, um, and you know, still working on that. And, um, and the reason I kept trying to get a sponsor was because I was deathly afraid because I knew I was going to die. And I knew left my own devices. I've proven to myself that left my own devices. I would go back to eating compulsively. So... Sorry? Six minutes. Six minutes? OK, thank you. Uh, I can barely hear you. Um, and uh, so I kept getting sponsors who were about to leave because I was terrified of anyone. I was, I was intimidated and scared of anyone who actually had some recovery. I was so like this shows like the amount of like fear I was in and step one was like, I knew if I left, I would die. I knew if I stayed and just didn't eat compulsively, I would go crazy because I'd done that. Like I'd counted calories in abstinence and, um, I had, uh, Yeah. And I just wasn't used to being honest or I was used to what I thought was honesty, which was telling you how bad I was. And so eventually 
I got a sponsor where it's stuck. So my message to new people or people who don't have a sponsor and maybe looking for it is like, keep looking. Eventually a new person moved to town who was like, I've been abstinent for, I can't remember now how long it was, maybe six years. And I was like, that's impossible. I will never be abstinent that long. And, um, and he'd lost over a hundred pounds and I had a lot of weight to lose. And so I was like, that's a miracle. It's a miracle that he kept it off. So I don't know how you do that, but they say like, if you're looking for a sponsor, find someone who has what you want. Right. And so I went up to him and asked him to sponsor me and he sponsored me for six years. And one of the greatest gifts he gave me, because I basically was in panic around everything that happened to me during a day was he asked me to write 10 steps way before I got to the 10th step, like way before. And, um, because I would come to him just like someone looked at me on the bus and I'm so scared. Like I would like panic because I was like, they were giving me a look and I'm afraid of this or that. And, and he would like, write it down. Let's do the steps around it. And it eventually calmed me down enough that I could get to all the steps. So I wasn't constantly in panic. Like it's really remarkable to look back and, and think about how little I was, you know, how I walked into the rooms, you know? And so for my, my experience was that stopping eating compulsively was a gift I was given because of like a natural disaster of my dad going into the hospital. Um, but I don't know how people get abstinent. I mean, everyone has their own story, right? But I don't know how I would have gotten abstinent if that hadn't happened, because I don't think I, I think I would have been very happy to continue to be miserable. But once I, you took the food away from me, I didn't know how to deal with anything in life. And so the steps were really crucial for me. And what it did for me was allow me to be in relationship, like learn how to actually be in relationship with people and to be honest with people and stop telling them what I thought they wanted to hear. And um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all I have to say about why I needed a sponsor. I needed a sponsor because my way wasn't working and I was in a ton of chaos. And even though I didn't think I could get better, I desperately, I wasn't going to not get better because I didn't try. Like that's like... <laughs> That's how I was. I mean, it's how I am is like, well, I may not get this thing that I want, but I'm definitely not, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to not get it because I didn't try my best. Like I will, I can still be the star student. And that has been a thing that actually has helped me in my recovery. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I couldn't live life and I needed another human being to be like, here's how you live life, sweetheart. And I do feel blessed that I've had sponsors who are not like my parents at all. And I don't mean my specific parents. I just mean like they're not parents, but they have raised me and all of you have raised me and it's given me a life beyond my wildest dreams, you know? So yeah, that's, that's my share. I can stop there. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Heather. Please welcome our second speaker, Grisha, who will speak for 12 minutes on the topic of how do I support new sponsors? Karen, our timekeeper, will give uh, Grisha a time warning at six minutes and 12. 
Hello everyone, I'm Grisha, Compulsive Overeater, and thanks for inviting me to this meeting, and great to see everyone. Um, I'm a little nervous. I feel like uh, it's a great responsibility to share at a meeting because, um, you know, we have a life and death, a life-threatening disease. And uh, anyway, so I was thinking this morning about what to share about. Um, and I, I mean, just in the OA 12 and 12, in step two, it says, we were never meant to face this disease in isolation. And, um, and so I feel like it's really important for all of us to reach out and have a sponsor and, um, and be a sponsor and pass along. You know, we're all now part of this sort of a great OA lineage. And so we need to like <laughs> keep working it and uh, use our sponsors and get our sponsees sponsoring. There's, as we all know, there's quite a shortage of available sponsors in the program. So it's kind of an emergency, you know, to keep OA alive and thriving. And, you know, I, I came into OA, um, I just celebrated January 22nd, my 25th year of abstinence. And I came into OA at the lifeboat meeting in San Francisco, which doesn't exist anymore. But I really take that lifeboat uh, analogy seriously. Like we are in a lifeboat and we are, you know, rowing in the middle of this ocean <laughs> and we have to help each other. Um, and I was, you know, when I first uh, was asked to uh, talk on this workshop, I had my imposter syndrome, like, hmm, <laughs> that's an interesting question. How do you support new sponsors? And so I asked all my, my sponsees, like, do you feel like I'm supporting you? Like, how am I supporting you? And we had a conversation about it. And, um, and like always, doing service for me always broadens and deepens my recovery experience. You know, it's like... So right away, uh, you know, just getting deeper with my sponsees about their sponsoring and sponsorship in general. And then we ordered the packet and we read, we've been reading through um, guide to sponsors. And uh, so it's like, it was just a great call to do more service and learn more. And I feel like that's the way I support my sponsees um, is just sharing my experience, strength and hope. I've been led i was led into that lifeboat meeting 25 years ago um i was shown how to get abstinent and how to stay abstinent no matter what i had i've had um i've had a few different sponsors the first sponsor was just for a year or so and um and then she moved away i sure would like to reconnect with her um i don't know how to reach her and I had another sponsor for a few years and then I have my current sponsor I've had for many many years over a decade so um, I don't know the way I support my sponsees is just to keep working the program with them to stay out of isolation and um, and I do have I know that when my when I have a sponsee or I'm having a sponsee issue I call my sponsor and so and I've also had my sponsees call me about their sponsees and so I feel like that's how we support each other is just like by having conversations and so important I feel is anonymity um, I don't tell people who I sponsor and I prefer that people don't tell that tell other people um, that I'm their sponsor because then we then that immediately draws a restriction around what we can share um, and you know our how we can share our needs and get get other people's input um, but I know that some people they immediately say my sponsor is so-and-so and I am my sponsee is so-and-so you know like they break that anonymity. I feel like that anonymity is important. I'd like us to keep it more 
more uh, more secure. Um, what else? I had some other notes. Um, I always like I was I appreciate what I heard once. Uh, someone described sponsorship as doing the Bill and the Bob. In walked two desperate alcoholics, <laughs> Bill and Bob, and they somehow helped each other just by talking to one another, um, recover from their fatal illness, and that's what we're doing. So there's you know I really I feel there's no hierarchy. There's just you know the two of us, my sponsor and my and me, or my sponsee and me, or my sponsee and their sponsee. We're just people helping each other try to stay abstinent. And um, and I also noticed in the in this brochure, um, I really like this thing. I started um, highlighted and started. Um, no matter what approach we take to sponsorship, I guess our role is to help the sponsee discover a new way of living. And um, so I just want to, I just keep that in the back of my mind. Like that is what I was shown a new way of living. I mean, how many for, you know, the first 30 years of my life, I had no clue how to be abstinent, how to find uh, or develop a healthy relationship with food. I was morbidly obese. I was more than a hundred pounds overweight. Um, I was morbidly depressed. I was just, you know, really struggling. And the program, you know, I got that, I got the, I got in lifeboat and, uh, and been rowing ever since. And I feel like, um, we all have this kind of collective abstinence. Um, it's like this gift that we're all holding on to. Um, and I think it's, it's so important to hold on to that gift. And, and one of the ways we can do it is to stay, um, stay connected with each other and help each other just get through whatever we have to get through. Um, my, my, one of my early sponsors said, um, when you stay abstinent and you keep working the steps that eventually uh, sobriety or abstinence creeps into all areas of your life um, you begin to eat abstinently spend money abstinently um, show up at work abstinently um, show up in relationships abstinently um, Karen I see your thing is at six minutes Yes. Okay. Six thank minutes, you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, you know, day by day, step by step, we help each other get through so many things. I mean, our collective abstinence is so strong, and our collective experience is unbelievable. Like, you know, if it doesn't matter what you run, what kind of, um, what struggle you hit in the program, somebody has that experience, and that's another way that I help my sponsees is and and you know sort of encourage with their sponsors like never share anything that you don't have experience doing <laughs> it's like i get comfortable with the set with the the statement i don't know um but usually right after i say i don't know i think but i know someone who does <laughs> and i have her number or i have his number why don't you call that person so um this kind of like billing and bobbing the whole time like here's my experience what's your experience Oh, my sponsee is having this problem. Oh, I don't know anything about that, but I do know somebody who does. Call this person or reach out to that person. And um, and just the fact that we have so many meetings, special you know special focus meetings where people can get help with different things. Um, I think you know there's just so much there's so much available for us. And uh, I you know like I said at the beginning, doing service always broadens and deepens my recovery. So. Um, just doing this, you know, going through this brochure with sponsees now is 
I learned so much, you know, I'm, I'm always teachable. And I like that old adage, um, by profession, I'm a teacher, but I like the old adage that the best way to learn is to teach. And I can't tell you how many times a kindergartner asked me a question and my answer is, I have no idea. Let's find out together. <laughs> you know, like, so then, then you have to learn it in a way, or I have to learn it in a way that I can actually teach it. And that's how I feel my recovery is. I have to experience abstinence if I want to, you know, we, um, you know, help someone become abstinent. And what, you know, what's that saying? We cannot give away what we don't have. So if I don't have something, I'm going to go to my sponsor and try to get it. And if I get it, I'm going to try to give it to my sponsee. And if they get it, I'm going to tell them, give it to your sponsees. And then we're all, you know, kind of working that OA lineage the way I think it's supposed to be worked. Um, I really appreciated this morning looking at, um, I mean, sometimes, like I said to my sponsees too, like, uh, there's so many different ways to work the program. I mean, I've been, I'm in three 12 step programs. I have had over time, I've probably had, I don't know, 10 or 15 different sponsors and about a hundred different sponsees and been to a zillion meetings and everyone's got different ideas about the right or not the right way, but a way to work the steps, a way to work 17 different ways to work each step, <laughs> you know, 150,000 different food plans. It's like, there's so much to choose from. And ultimately, we have to find our own way and um, and pass that on, you know, like find your own way and your own way and your own way. And so, but sometimes it's weird. I mean, I was thinking about in Heather's share, she talked about the fear. Yeah, we all face that fear coming into the room. Like, how are we going to do this? And then the fear of like somebody asking, asking me, well, how did you do it? Oh, you know, uh, somebody asking for your help to do it. And then it goes on and on. So I guess, you know. Um, I don't feel like I've had the experience of my sponsees saying, I'm afraid to sponsor. I feel like, um, you know, people are willing to do it, but then I think we're all kind of shy. We're all kind of like afraid that we won't be a good sponsor or we won't, I mean, I had that fear anyway, like, I don't know how to do this. Um, like I mentioned before, like this imposter syndrome, like oh, me sponsor, me sponsor, sponsor. So um, what I really appreciate is discovering all the materials in this uh, packet that um, that I think we're sending it out for, uh, or we're making it available to this to people in this meeting I don't know but there's so much great stuff I mean and I always come back to the literature has been through the funnel of hundreds of thousands of people with more experience than me it's like it's all refined it's all been edited it's all been tried and it's all tried and true and so like just in this appendix, it has these questions like, oh, cool idea. Oh, cool idea. That's an easy way to get started. Um, even the um, with my uh, with one of my sponsees, uh, what was the introduction letter? And now I've got all my papers mixed up. But anyway, you get the point. There's like, I'll just go, I just say, you know, I'm going to say from now on with my new sponsees, say, if you're going to, when you sponsor someone, just do this. Let's do this together, and then you can do it with your sponsors. Just you know, kind of helping each other do the bill and the bob together. Um, I think I'm just going to stop with that and um, encourage people who aren't sponsors to become sponsors. The one question: um, This is actually a sensitive topic, um, but um, one of the questions says, "Should I be abstinent before I sponsor?" And um, 
I have three sponsees and um, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to say that in case there's not anonymity, but <clears throat> anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm abstinent and I'm sponsoring. And I hope that by sponsoring, if my sponsees are not abstinent, that it will just help them. It will encourage them to be part of the collective abstinence. And like somehow, you know, when I'm working the steps with my sponsor and my sponsees in both instances, I'm broadening and deepening my, um, my recovery. So it, it can only help, I think. And, um, and if a spot and, and the, and I have had an experience where a sponsee relapsed and I said, well, just tell your sponsees and see what they say. Maybe they want to stay with you. And, and I say to my sponsees too, if you're having, if I'm not, if what I'm doing isn't working for you, find a new sponsor. Like, don't feel like you got to stick with me. So, um, let's keep it. The, per, the person, the exact people, the exact lineage to help us. All right, I heard that. Thanks, I'll stop. Thank you, Grisha. Please welcome our third speaker, Flo, who will speak for 12 minutes on the topic of what are the rewards of sponsoring? Karen, our timekeeper, will give a Flo a time warning at six minutes and then 12. Uh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> my participant, uh, Menu also drop down. Can somebody erase that for me on the screen? Anyway, allow me to do that. No, nope. okay. So good morning. Um, I, my name is Flo, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And I cannot begin to tell you how grateful I am to be here today discussing the rewards of sponsorship. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I had in terms of getting ready for this um, workshop today was to try and corral or limit uh, talking about the, the gifts that I have received both from, this, uh, from our program, as well as from having a sponsor and also from being a sponsor. Frankly, I am uh, amazed that I'm even here today as I have been part of the uh, reluctant crowd to have first come into OA and then to be reluctant to be a, a sponsor. Uh, but with the, with the help of my higher power and the help of my current sponsor, I was able to realize that my perfection uh, defect was getting in the way of me uh, becoming a sponsor. You know, all those self-doubt things, I'm not good enough, will I be able to, you know, give them, uh, give them, say the right thing, will, you know, I'm worried about saying the wrong thing, um, I don't know enough, my program isn't strong enough, and then once I got through that, scenario about myself, um, I was reminded both by my sponsor and my higher power that uh, indeed I, I uh, would be protected going forward I, because of all the help that I get in this program. Um, both my higher power and my sponsor, my current sponsor helped me uh, see what my resistance was and supported me in my journey to, to be a sponsor, imperfect as it may be. Um, 
I am new to being a sponsor and am absolutely grateful to be one. So my topic is the rewards of sponsorship. So what are those things? And why am I so happy about being in this program and being a sponsor? Um, sponsorship has uh, reinforced my connection with the away program, especially the spiritual aspects. These were something that had not been powerful in my life, had not been a part of my life, and it certainly not been a, a part of my food program since uh, I was having such struggles with, with food. But I can say that adding that spiritual element to my, uh, to my program has been uh, a wonderful gift. Um, furthermore, it, this, it, being a sponsor also reinforces my abstinence. Um, it reminds me, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is important. I can do this, I can do this, and I can guide somebody else through this. So um, it allows me to, or has allowed me to engage in um, a very trusting relationship, both with my sponsor, my current sponsor, as well as uh, my sponsees. And that trusting relationship grows. Uh, it, you know, it starts off carefully, as oftentimes happens in a relationship. This is a different relationship, but one that is extremely rewarding and such a learning opportunity. For, for me, it's been a, an opportunity to, to practice honesty and, and to learn to trust again. Um, to, one of the joys is being able to share uh, my, my challenges with, with, uh, with a sponsor, also to share my learnings with my sponsees. So it's a, it's a two-way street in terms of this, but certainly I feel that I've learned an incredible amount with this. I am reminded uh, of the steps. It, it, it keeps me in the program and how working the steps provides relief from compulsive overeating for me. Um, that was something I never thought was possible. Um, food had been an issue in my life since I can remember. And while I could lose weight, I could, I was did a much better job gaining weight than I did of losing weight. So I was much more successful in gaining weight. I'm not, I'm not proud of that, but I did come to realize that that was something that uh, I could probably uh, do something about. Another key thing for me is that both OA and, and sponsorship uh, has uh, gotten me out of shame and isolation. One of the biggest problems um, that many of us have had in the area of food is the isolation aspect. You know, it's like nobody could possibly understand the craziness that is going on between these two ears. I mean, it is just, as good friends as people might be, if they don't have this, this affliction, this disease, um, it's just very hard for, for 
people outside of the program to really fully understand what's going on. So that's very important to get that, you know, you can wake up in the morning and you can look at a screen full of people in little squares. And here are people who can help you out of this isolation, can help you move through this and realize that you are not alone. And to me, that is a, a key element of this. Yeah, that's six minutes. Thank you. Uh, to me, it's, it's also an opportunity to share and connect with, with others. Um, I see um, sponsorship as part of my service. I think it is uh, part of the steps of the program to do service. And I think it's also crucial that um, I do everything possible to pass along to others uh, the gifts that I've received and the, the rewards that I have received from this program. And it's, it's crucial that we keep, uh, keep the spirit up, spirit alive, and, uh, and, and help others who, who uh, could benefit from this program if they choose to do so or come to that. Another interesting thing that um, has happened is that I've, I've learned how to practice setting boundaries. Um, not something I was very good at before, getting better at it now. But the boundary, as a sponsor, there are also boundaries that have to be considered in terms of working with the sponsee. And it's important that, those, that both, the boundaries on both sides of that relationship are made clear. Um, it's, it's tempting to, um, to cross over those boundaries and to, to not honor those boundaries, whatever they might be. Um, but it's, it's also important to, to practice those boundaries. Opportunities to make amends. Sometimes, you know, I've done something inadvertent with a sponsee and I need to double check with them and make sure it's okay and that our relationship is still tight. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to learn. Um, in addition, I can say that I've, I've both learned to accept and to love myself uh, and come to terms with my compulsive disease. Um, I have come to recognize, yeah, I don't like this disease. I wouldn't have picked this one off of a list, but I'm coming to understand um, the lessons that my higher power has for me to learn from this disease. It's not going away, uh, but it can be muted through uh, the, the 12 steps and the tools. The 12 steps are just incredible in terms of building one on the other uh, teaching me to trust, recognizing that I've got support all the way through this program. There's support everywhere you look if you just um, allow that into, into, and I allow that into my life. So um, this compulsive disease is not gonna go away, but it can be muted. So uh, another, another big thing for me is that uh, I've learned I don't have to control everything. This was news. Um, I thought that I was doing all kinds of great things in turn, but in fact, they were really controlling things. And now I have a complete team to help me. I have my higher power, I have a sponsor, and I have my fellows to help me deal with this and to be with this disease. It reminds me 
of my commitments, of my action plan, and, and also reminds me of how much I've actually learned and how much more I have to learn. Uh, sometimes in my conversations with my sponsors, I, I'm like, I listen to what I have to say and I'm thinking, wow, that's good stuff. You know, I could, I could do that for myself. You know, I actually know these things. Here's an opportunity for me to reinforce them for myself and also to pass along whatever experiences I've had that might be able to help a fellow sufferer. Um, so I would say that there are just some, so many wonderful key things that, that have happened in my life um, as a result of, of both being in the program and being uh, a sponsor. And for, so for any of you who are suffering from uh, resistance or reluctance to um, join the, the ranks of the sponsors, I, I encourage you to give it a try. It, it, uh, there, it, there's so much help around, Grisha uh, talked about the support that can be given. Um, it, it, it's just a beautiful thing. It's something I certainly never had expected to find um, in my life. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, so in terms of finding a sponsor, I've had uh, three sponsors. They've all helped me in very different ways. Um, first of all, in terms of the attraction of what people had to say, and me thinking that I could work with that person and having a conversation and we were able to work together. Um, I will tell you that I think your program will be much stronger, much more fulfilling if you work with a sponsor. I know I've got as much self-will as anybody and for me to accept the except the oversight, particularly of my, my sponsor, uh, has made me be willing to go through the steps and to, to accept the learnings of the steps and also to develop a trusting relationship. There's no one that probably knows me better than my sponsor at this point. And for me to be able to trust that is amazing. And also the fact that, you know, this program can be, can be anonymous. Um, I think that people respect that and that's one of the principles of the program. So uh, I would say finding a sponsor, go to several meetings, um, go to workshops, listen to what people have to say and look for somebody who's got what you, what you like to hear or just some sort of chemistry that's involved with it. Reach out and give it a try. I, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. So thank you very much. Thank you, Flo. Thank you.